Welcome to the Habitat Podcast, the podcast for wildlife habitat management, hunting strategy, and land stewardship. And now, your host, Jared Van Hees. Welcome to the Habitat Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Van Hees, and we are here to become better habitat managers. Welcome back, everybody. It is mid-January. I hope you guys have been out dropping trees, sharpening those chainsaw blades, you know, pushing treetops around, creating bedding areas, getting all that good stuff going um, in the winter habitat months. There is no shortage of projects to be done here in the wintertime, as well as uh, all of our land plan visits and, and proper consultations we do here at Habitat Podcast. So good luck to all those who are out there. Be safe. Make sure to wear your chaps and your helmet. Today, guys, we are diving a little bit further ahead into our year. And what I mean by that is we are talking spring food plots, vitalized seed, and my good friend, Al Tomechko. So guys, Al is president, co-founder of Vitalized Seed. This podcast here, you know, Al has a farm in Ohio where he plants a lot and has been researched for many years. And today we're talking about a couple of different things. Right off the bat, we're talking about a little bit of a tweak in the Vitalized Seed spring mix. That spring mix is titled Nitro Boost. We're always innovating and trying to make things better within our mixes, not for profitability, for better customer experience, better quality, better results, honestly. So first off, we talk about Nitro Boost and the additional product we're adding to that mix. We talk about our seed feed. We talk about our seed armor plus inoculant. We talk about a brand new product available on the website now that we are launching this spring. Brand new product, first one this year. Lastly, we talk about dealers. Always looking for more dealers here at Vitalized Seed. Guys, there's an opportunity to be profitable as a dealer as well as be a knowledgeable, you know, point of information for the folks in that area looking to get into the Vitalized program. Guys, everything here, Al Tomeshko, VitalizedSeed.com. Thank you so much for coming back and listening. We're going to get into it here with Al. We're going to hear a little bit more from our partners and um, unleash this podcast here, guys. I want to thank Latitude Outdoors, brand new partner here at the Habitat Podcast. Stealth Outdoors, maker of stealth strips. United Country Midwest Lifestyle Properties, the Michigan chapter of that group, firing off here in the real estate market. Morse Nursery, Packer Max Cult of Packers, Vitalized Seed Company, Tagged Out Seed Products. Guys, thanks so much for coming and listening. A couple words from our partners. We'll get right into it at the show. Introducing Downburst Seeders. Guys, Downburst Seeders deliver precision, small seed spreading for all of your food plot and screening needs. They are lightweight, durable, and easy to maneuver. I met Doug up at his house, and we tested a Downburst Seeder in his garage, reweighed the amount of seed, did the math, and they are extremely accurate. If you're trying to plant small seeds, clovers, brassicas, rape, you know, it takes the guesswork out of cover cropping. I mean, the proper seed rate for alfalfa, switchgrass, any other small seeds. Check them out today at downburstseeders.com. We do have a code if you're a Habitat podcast listener that is HP10. Eliminate the seed waste. It's ground wheel driven, very accurate, very light, aluminum, can throw it in the bed of your truck. Check them out, guys. We already have listeners purchasing these products. Doug at downburstseeders.com will be happy to answer any questions you have. They are literally a piece of art made here in Northern Michigan. Have you ever been overwhelmed by the hundreds of food plot seed mixes out there? Well, you are not alone. And Vitalized Seed has developed a seed program that takes the guesswork out of food plotting. Vitalized Seed has two core mixes, the Nitro Boost and Carbon Load, to keep it simple. Nitro Boost is their spring-summer food plot mix 
and carbon load is the fall plot mix, each having a diverse mix of over a dozen different seed types that are highly attractive to whitetail. Food plotting made simple, but it gets even better. Each mix provides necessary nutrients to the soil, making for better plots each season and saving you money by needing less Roundup and less fertilizer each season. The 1-2 system simplifies your food plots just how nature intended. Vitalize Seed. Make biology work for you. Order now at VitalizeSeed.com. So you think your your calling was more of a, a deer person than a outdoor sports type person then, hey? Yeah, yeah, definitely not um <laughs> snow snowboarder. That that's for sure. Um are there any hills in Ohio? I know there's some yeah, in uh, I'm gonna sound like a total dummy because I, I really don't know. I mean there there are ski places around, but I don't know much about it. I think mo- most people go, um, is it Ellicottville, New York? I believe. Yeah. I'm sure some of our New York folks can do. And can uh, chime in. I believe that's like Holiday Valley, maybe. And then also, um, there's a place in the great state of West Virginia, and it's not ringing a bell right now, but a lot of people go there as well. I don't think there's many real popular ski resort like towns and things actually in Ohio. Gotcha. But I could be totally wrong. Somebody's gonna um, chime. Yeah, you idiot. Yes, there is. Well, there is that that holiday. I've heard of that one in New York before. Um, probably not all that far from you, honestly. Three, four, five hours. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Thinking. Yeah, I had a really good high school friend and they had a home up there. Again, I I never like I tried it a couple of times, just wasn't my cup of tea. So I didn't go. But a lot of guys who liked it, they would go up there and and ski and stuff. And I'm pretty sure it was you know, a few hours away and um, they really enjoyed it. Well, heck yeah, buddy. Uh, if nobody knows who uh, that familiar voice is, we have Mr. Al Tomechko from Vitalize Seed on today. Al, how are, you, how are you doing, my friend? Good, buddy. Good, man. Just another day. And, you know, it's season. Ohio season is still going, which is just outrageous to even consider. Honestly, it's such a marathon. Um, and it goes for like another like three weeks, I think, till like February 8th or something. So that's just a marathon. Um, obviously, I, I shot four deer this year. Um, I don't think I will get out again. I, I was saying I was going to because I kind of got on this jerky making kick. I know. It's been a lot of fun, um, but I probably won't. I, I don't think I'll get out again this year um, just because I'm honestly, I'm ready to fire up a chainsaw and pull soil samples and just enjoying, you know, uh, we're getting the whole state of Ohio is getting slammed with snow today and just kind of enjoying, uh, being with the family, slowing down a little bit before spring planting and all gets really fired up here. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of how things are going on my end. What about you, buddy? Oh yeah, man. Just, uh, fighting a little, uh, sinus cold today. Love it. Lovely, lovely. Um, but yeah, just kicking off the land plans in full force. A lot of work to do before spring planting season is here, but who cares? We're going to talk about that because it's always on our mind. Um, I got a timber bid back for the HP 40. Um, fairly happy with that. Uh, the 70 is, is continuing to be cut, even though there's a bunch of snow. So yeah, things are things are moving. Things are moving forward. A lot of um, logistical efforts these days, planning ahead, and, and you know. Then again, just got a little bit of ice finally on the lakes too. Might be able to get my son out tomorrow morning for a little while. So nice. we will see. We will yeah, see. Nice. But today we are talking vitalized seed. I want to thank everybody for the wonderful year we had last year. Um, I can't tell you how many pictures I received personally, and I'm not even talking about you. About how many you know happy customers with the the food plots. Chad sent me one yesterday of a beautiful plot nitro. Or, uh, carbon load drilled in 
It's just uh, Andy Hutchins the day before that. Um, it's just, it's awesome. Very grateful. Had a great year. And uh, we're going to continue that on this year. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we had guys all the way up to, um, you know, really far northern states sending us pictures just briefly yesterday, I believe, or the day before. Look at the deer still feeding, you know, in these fields. And, um, you know, I've never held deer this long and things like that. And obviously there's other things that are going on. Guys are working hard on their properties and they're cutting timber and and things. But it's definitely a nice, uh, nice ad. And it's it feels really good to say, you know, some guys, uh, I've never been able to grow something on this field. And I pulled soil tests and we had a conversation and my goodness gracious, it really has has taken off, you know, after after some really sound advice. And we really appreciate it. And, you know, it's, uh, likewise, we appreciate you giving us the opportunity. So thank you to all those customers. And we're definitely excited for spring. Heck yeah. Speaking of spring, we, as everybody who uh, knows about Vitalized Seed, we have a core spring and fall mix. Two mixes. Uh, those are our core mixes. And uh, for those who are new, I want to tell you a little bit about those today. The first one we're actually is our spring mix called Nitro Boost. Uh, we went with that name because it literally fixes nitrogen into your soil. So what we're going to talk about today, though, because you guys have heard about that before, we've had other podcasts on Vitalized Seed regarding the mixes, so feel free to go back and listen to those. Um, we're making a couple slight changes to our spring mix this year, Al. Nitro Boost. Uh, like I mentioned, there's a lot of different seed types in this mix. They all do their different job in fixing nitrogen, mining nutrients, bringing them to the soil level. So, I mean, some of the some of the tests we ran last year were showing free fertilizer per pound. You know, we're converting that to free fertilizer per pound. So, free nitrogen that's pretty awesome. Um, let's get into Nitro Boost and some of the changes we're making this year. Yeah, well, obviously, you know, our whole play on in on the brand and in the names is is maximizing biology and you know max maximizing bio biological communications within the soil profile. Um, hence the name nitro boost and carbon load. Um, you can start it in the spring and then the spring gets the ground prep for the fall and then and or you can start in the fall and the fall gets the ground prep for the spring. Um, but if you start in the fall and then go into the spring, you hear carbon load and then nitro boost, which is carbon and then nitrogen, which is really most people are familiar with carbon to nitrogen ratios, be it from composting or other podcasts we've talked about. Um, I will say, I'll, I will do a shameless plug, um, I guess, is uh, we're talking about this. I, I go into a lot of very in-depth on um, our Instagram and we have a TikTok and, and YouTube um, at Vitalize Seed. So if anybody's more interested in some, I did a, a video yesterday on um, fungal communications and glomalin creation through mycorrhizal fungi networks and how that can um, happen through diverse biological plantings. Um, or how diverse plantings uh, feed the bio biology to make that occur. Um, check that out because obviously that could be a two-hour podcast in and of itself. Um, and I try to keep those videos 10 minutes or less because I know most people are going to get pretty bored um, trying to listen to a, a longer video than that. Um, so what we did this year in, in Nitro Boost is we always are very cognizant of that carbon to nitrogen ratio, not only from one planting to the second planting, but also within a singular planting and how that's going to impact soil biology, residue breakdown, and feeding um, subsequent plantings thereafter. Uh, and one of the things that we wanted to do was um, increase below and above ground biomass. So we actually added, so Nitro Boost, I believe, I'm going off memory here, but it was always 13 species. Um, this year it's actually going to be 14. Um, so we increased uh, the species count and we rebalanced uh, some of the mix. And that new species that we're adding is uh, actually going to be Sudan grass. 
Um, so don't worry, it's not grass like you would think of a ryegrass. It looks like sorghum, um, but it's been used as a cover crop for many, many years. We did some testing on it last year, and we're really impressed with not only the root biomass creation, um, but also the above ground biomass. Um, so if you look up Sudan grass, you can see some of the things that it's known for. Everything from nematode control, um, which obviously in systems you can have negative uh, biology as well as good biology. Um, so it's good at, at that. It's good at breaking up compaction because it is a really robust fibrous root system. And then, of course, it's above ground biomass is going to be loaded with nutrients. You don't grow a six, seven, eight foot tall plant without having it loaded with nutrients. Um, and we were able to do that in systems uh, last year without any fertilization. So we got a ton of biomass out of that crop um, and it's going to go right alongside our sorghum. So it's going to have really good vertical structure in that field. It's a non-browsable species and it's also really, really drought resistant. So you're going to have additional um, vertical growth. And then, of course, we have our beans and our peas and our lab lab and our sun hemp, et cetera. Um, we did further increase our sun hemp uh, percentages a little bit, just to, again, add more additional um, nitrogen fixation um, to, again, always try to balance. So that's Sudan grass, heavy carbon to nitrogen ratio plants. It's going to mine that nitrate that's going to be trying to slip out of your soil profile, be it a sandy soil or a heavy clay soil. That nitrate's always on the move. It's not getting assimilated. That plant's going to help mine some of those deep-rooted nutrients. It's going to break up soil compaction. It's going to be drought-resistant, um, at least to some extent, right? More drought tolerant, maybe I should say. Um, and then when you terminate that into the fall, um, you're not, you know, your sun hemp and your beans and things are going to break down really fast to give that initial jump start to your carbon load planting and your sorghum and your uh, Sudan grass are going to take a little bit longer, add soil coverage, act as weed suppressant, and be a little bit slower release fertilizer when those plants need them uh, longer in their or later in their growing cycle. Um, so those are the main changes to the mix. We're really, really excited, guys. I mean, the feedback last year on Nitro Boost, uh, more people plant in the fall. So I think statistically, yes. you're always going to have a little bit more uh, positive feedback there. But for the people who planted on Nitro Boost last uh, spring and summer, the feedback was absolutely amazing from Maine to Kansas to, I'm pretty sure Texas, but I could be wrong there, but I'm, I'm pretty sure we had a grower or two even in down by Houston, if I remember correctly, who grew our Nitro Boost with absolutely stellar results. And it's only going to get better from a biomass creation. And that is the goal of uh, of the Nitro Boost. I know personally, I'm actually going to be putting a little bit of it next to my garden um, just to act as a little bit of pollinator habitat. I'm really excited about that. So um, I can just have a little bit additional um, nutrients going to the soil around the garden. Cool. That's a, that's a new idea. I, I didn't think about that. Um, quick question that uh, we didn't have on here that I'm going to hit you with out of nowhere. What is the root profile? How deep would you say the deepest of the nitro boost mix roots will get in our soil when we're mining these nutrients and bringing them back to the soil level when we terminate that plant? So it's going to be highly variable. I mean, obviously, compaction, soil fertility, um, you know, deer pressure, how much food are you planting? How long have you been in the system? Rainfall. Um, what are your base saturations in your soil? So what's the chemical structure of your soil? What's the biological aggregation in your soil? So I, I always like to say, I hate that it depends, but you get when, when you talk to guys like Dr. Bronson Strickland, he kind of chuckles when he answers the question with, well, it depends. And, and, you know, and he goes, I know nobody wants to hear that. But as you kind of dive into these rabbit holes, you understand why, because there's such high variability. But I will tell you anecdotally some of my experiences, at least. And, you know, I've dug a lot of roots up over the years and I've seen um, just even general grain sorghum and some uh, Sudan grass samples that I've pulled uh, at least 14 to 18 inches deep. 
Um, and that's with, you know, assuming I'm not breaking any roots. And that's also not assuming any of the mycorrhizal hypae, which is going to further extend your root mass by volume, um, you know, assuming you do have good inoculation, um, whether you're doing the inoculation, which we can talk about later, and or if the population is already in your soil, um, specifically if you're using a no-till program, you likely have that occurring, and it's going to be spreading down through your soil. So you're really going to be extending deep into the soil profile, um, breaking up compaction, as well as um, grabbing some of that uh, those nutrients that are deep in there, uh, be it phosphorus that's insoluble, or nitrate that's trying to leach out and that that plant's grabbing a hold of it. So it really is a uh, multifaceted. Perfect. Perfect. Thanks for that. So yeah, guys, uh, Nitro Boost available for pre-order right now. Uh, thank you to those who are already ordering. You guys are preppers ahead of schedule. I love it. And um, just let everybody know on the website, Nitro Boost orders are in. We will most likely be shipping that early March, uh, by March. And that way, if you guys uh, want to get your stuff ahead of time, you're ready when we get that spring thaw. Yeah. And you know, I forgot one of the other changes for this year. Um, we did do it last year, but it was kind of uh, not to beat us up too bad, but it was a little ramshackle as to how it worked logistically. And, and that is this year, there is no charge. Seed Armor Plus, Seed Armor Plus, excuse me, is inside the bag of seed. So it might be looking like looking in an old Cracker Jack box for your toy, but um, it will be inside every single bag of seed, be it an acre bag, a half acre bag. Um, it is sized differently this year. So if you have a half acre, um, I think it's like two and a half ounces of a product inside another little bag in there. Um, so that will help cut down. It is a dusty product, guys. The humix and, and bacteria, the rhizobacteria are really fine. Some people have said, hey, if I'm using a bag spreader, should I wear a mask? Um, yeah, I mean, it's not a bad idea. Just like if you were spreading lime or fertilizer with a bag spreader, uh, it's probably a good idea to wear a mask. Um, it's probably not even a bad idea to wear gloves when you're handling those type of things from a dermal, dermal absorption uh, perspective. So just some things to keep in mind. Obviously, if you're using a PTO spreader behind your tractor in a, in a cab station or, uh, or, or in a drill or something like that, um, it's probably not a big deal. But again, that Seed Armor Plus um, is going to be in every bag. We put it on the website. It says it is included. If you're buying from a dealer, it's already in the bag. Um, we do have a lot of people buy it anyways, whether they're using it for garden vegetables, whether they're doing um, using you know a different seed or they're making their own seed, whatever it might be, a different brand of seed, um, but they still want to make sure that they're getting that inoculant there. We do sell it separately, so you can buy it. Um, but if you're buying one of our branded seeds, then you are going to have that inside the bag. Um, I guess I'll tell John, well, what the hell is it? Um, seed yeah, Armor Plus is, um, it's a rhizobium. It's a broad spectrum. So it's not a, like a lot of times if you buy an inoculant, beans is for bean inoculant. P is for pea inoculant. And it gets really tricky when you start to have vetches and, and hemps and everything else. Um, you're trying to get all of these. So what we were able to do after multiple years of searching, we were able to actually get a custom blend of all the rhizobium um, species together so that it's going, you know, one inoculant for your beans, your peas, your hemps, everything. It's all in one. And then we added our own spin on there too, um, adding that humic acid base, um, which is going to help with uh, nutrient retention. Um, it acts as a biostimulant is a common term used, basically jumpstarting soil biology um, and also uh, seed germination. Uh, right around that seed. So it's going to help. I believe it was Harley. I hope he listens. Uh, one of our, our customers who's a great guy out of Wisconsin buys from our dealer up there, Neil. And uh, he actually bought, I forget, a few acres of our seed last year from Neil. And he was like, yeah, I just wanted to try that uh, inoculant seed. And he did half on one of his fields and half without. 
and both he, he the guy knows what he's doing. He grew beautiful fields and um and and they looked fantastic. But he was like, I was amazed to see that on the side I used the Seed Armor Plus, the germination happened, and I forget exactly what it was, but it was like multiple days faster than on the side he did it. You still need rainfall. There is no magic snake oil, uh, but it is a nice insurance policy, and uh, we do add that with a uh, free inside of all the bags of uh, of the seed that we offer. And if anybody, you know, if you guys want more information on this stuff, uh, it is on the website. And again, you know, Al does these great TikToks, YouTube Shorts on the YouTube channel, uh, Instagram. We have a video on every single product we have, if not multiple videos on every single product. So if you're more of a visual learner uh, versus the audio here, check that out uh, again on any of the YouTube, TikTok, or Instagram shorts, reels, whatever the kids call them these days. But this is brought to you by Tagged Out Seed Products. Guys, Rich Hickson, my friend from Southern Ohio, owner of Tagged Out Seed Products, is here to help. I know a lot of folks from Michigan, Indiana, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, Virginia, Kentucky, all hunt Ohio, Southern Ohio. There's some giants down there. I've been hunting down there for years. So is Brian. Um, guys, Rich is here to help if you hunt in that area. Rich is a dealer for 360 hunting blinds, some of the best blinds I've ever been a part of and seen. He offers professional installation of these blinds if you'd like. He'll also do designing and planning food plots, establishing bedding areas, establishing screening, access, Anything you want, you know, trail cutting, unwanted vegetation control, invasives. He's kind of the guy on the ground for you. You know, here at Habitat Podcast, we design a lot of land plants. We design them. We offer our expertise and give you the map to success. Rich is the next step. Rich will put it into play for you if you need the help, if you're not around, if you'd like some additional expertise. You know, he'll, he'll bring these plants to life for us, for you. Out-of-state landowners, um, feeder filling, trail camera adjustments, whatever you need. He's like he's like a property manager. Um, he also supplies a lot of large volume feeders where legal. Uh, he can also help you with any sort of hunting advice that you might need. He's veteran owned. He's a veteran. Single dad, two kids, loves the outdoors. And I just I'm friends with him on Facebook. Uh, I just I love his moral where his moral compass is at and and his outlook on things. And um, he's been in business. Three years now serving landowners in Southern Ohio, Northern West Virginia, Northern Kentucky, and Western Pennsylvania. Guys, check them out on Facebook and Instagram at Tagged Out Seed Products. That's the at symbol, Tagged Out Seed Products. Check them out, Rich Hickson with Tagged Out Seed Products, new partner of the Habitat Podcast. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com waypoint. That's mintmobile.com waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details.
Eating better is easy with Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, which is the one I like, and Keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That's waypointpod50 at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off. Yeah. yeah. And I think we even have added some of those to the website. Like I think one yep. is a dealer, Greg out of Southeastern Ohio, um, standing on a drill and showing how it's adhering to the seed, you know, and things like that and kind of how he's spreading it in there. So um, definitely check those out. Um, while we're on that, why don't we just go to uh, seed feed? Uh, if you don't okay. mind, I'd like to just kind of touch on. So there's been a little confusion. Well, what's seed armor? What's it? So seed armor is our bacterial, uh, good rhizobium, inoculant. It's insurance policy. You put it on the seed. It's going to make sure that you have good bacteria in your soil. And uh, that humic base is going to help to make sure that we get seed off to a good start. Seed feed is literally a food source. Um, so it's an all it's all natural product. Again, we we back everything we do is, is based you know, with humix. So we have humic substances in there as well. And you have calcium, NP, and K. Almost always we see calcium as low, both in base saturations and just total plant availability in a lot of the soils, uh, soil tests that we look at. So especially as we're in a build program and trying to get our pHs right and our base saturations right, and we're trying to lime and trying to use gypsums and things like that to make sure that our plants are off to the best start and we have the best chemical structure so biology can take over, having that calcium and a little bit of NPK right on the seed, you just dust it on the seed, you put it in the furrow if you're drilling, you broadcast it on as that seed germinates. So now the humix is there to help it germinate. The humix around the seed and around the nutrients is going to help hold that nutrient right there around the seed. Now that seed has started to grow, they're soluble nutrients. So they're going to be right there available for that uh, young seedling to take up. I'm using and have been using this stuff as we've been doing tests on everything from food plots to tomato growth to trees. I've been adding some and I've been really, really, really happy with the results. Again, everything we do, we don't just guess, we're testing. We did a bunch of controlled tests last year. Um, there's videos up on our TikTok, YouTube, even on the website that show the results. They were pretty staggering. Um, the tissue samples that we did, as well as the uh, corresponding soil tests that we did with the seed feed. Um, but again, the basic idea is a lot of the nutrients in the soil, specifically phosphorus, are very unavailable. And you go broadcast it on top and it doesn't really move. It's going to sit on the top inch of the soil. So then you either have to till or whatnot. By putting it right on the seed, it's just like using a starter fertilizer. You're just giving that little tiny jump. But instead of going out there and putting five, six, 800 pounds of something on there, we're using an all-natural product that's just going on as a seed coating. So again, that seed feed, um, I think it's 25 bucks shipped to your door. So, and that covers up to at least an acre. So it's relatively inexpensive per acre. Um, and it is just a nice add-on product. Um, and then lastly, I'll touch on as far as the seed inoculant go, I know this could kind of be a lot of powder in one box, if you will. Um, I have not had any issues with doing that. But again, you're just trying to get a dusting or a coating on that seed is our good partner, Tenio Biologics. 
Um, so spectrum plus myco. This is additional bacteria that's going to help with solubilization of all nutrients that are tied up in the soil. So from end fixation um, to pea solubilization for plant assimilation, right, or plant uptake. Um, but the benefit that I like about the spectrum plus myco is the myco part. Um, so there's a couple different strands of uh, fungi in there, and that's just going to help to stimulate that mycorrhizal fungi network in our soil. So let's say you're a guy who's been tilling for a lot of years. Um, if you don't feel like doing a big PLFA type test so you know what fungal populations are in the soil and things, and you're just thinking, I've been tilling, I'm not seeing real good root structure, I'm not seeing hypae, because um, you can see the little white hypae sometimes. Other than that, you're probably going to need a, a microscope. You're just not feeling confident that you have a good fungal network. You're not seeing residue breakdown, specifically higher carbon and nitrogen breakdown quickly, et cetera. Well, there's a good chance that maybe a little bit of a fungal inoculation would be beneficial, right? Um, fungi is extremely powerful in solubilizing all sorts of nutrients, extending your root mass by volume because it actually goes into your roots. And it's a whole, I mean, a massive amount of science that goes into, into that. Um, again, that I won't get into all of that today, but on a very high level, guys, um, that's like 45 bucks to the acre. Um, and you just put a little bit of powder on there. I've been using that product um, with really good results. I did a video on it yesterday. I've been really, really happy observationally what I see. I have not done all, all the PLFA testing that I'd like to do yet. It's quite expensive, but I do plan to do that. Um, but it's it's enough that I'm using it on all my garden tomatoes and everything. I've definitely seen increased root structure um, and things like that since using it. Um, also, I'm using it in the drill as well. Um, if I'm using all three products, I might use the Spectrum Plus Myco, maybe at a half rate, and then use another half rate, like obviously for Nitro Boost, and then use the other half in the um, in the fall, excuse me, uh, or something like that, just to obviously everyone has a budget, um, or if you want to use it every other year or something. But it's at least worth consideration, um, and I know we sold quite a bit of it last year, and everybody who used that product as well, the feedback was phenomenal. Um, so again, there's a ton of info on the website, guys. If you're interested in that, get on there and check it out. And uh, if you have any questions, you can reach out to us. But those are the three products that we call, um, you know, our, our seed inoculant products that we're using as seed coatings. We're putting them right onto the seed to help um, get those young seedlings off to a good start. And that way, biology can take it from there. Yeah. And to add a little bit more on there, the, these are natural amendments, guys. So it's like that one right there, Spectrum Plus Myco, that's approved for organic use, certified organic crops. Um, it's it's OMRI certified, O-M-R-I. The guys who are into the organic stuff have heard of that um, certification. So these are, you know, it's sticking to our our ethos, Al, like you mentioned before, um, our theme, our you know, what we build this, this brand off of, you know, natural products, soil amending products, like all of those will definitely help boost your your plant life right off the bat. So glad you covered those, Al. Um, we're not done though with with natural products. So brand new this year, pre-sale now, but we're still we're packing and labeling at this point as our brand new fish fertilizer plus humix. Yeah, yeah, really excited about this product. I mean, uh, did a lot of extensive testing on this uh, last year. Um, you know, guys, we're always testing things and. Uh, you know, fish fertilizers have been around for a long time um, and trying to source a really good quality one is a challenge. Um, and then also, you know, again, adding our own spin on it by adding the humic acid in there to help with nutrient uptake. Um, you know, there, there's biology uh, stimulation that occurs. You know, the fish in and of itself is a natural form of NP and K. Um, which is really good. Um, and then, you know, you can also have fish fertilizer helps with 
<clears throat> well, NPKs or macros, you're also going to have a bunch of other stuff in there, like even amino acids and things like that that are going to help biology stimulation and, and plant health. You also have uh, soil conditioning, um, which is basically soil structure and texture, things like that. Um, fish fertilizer is also good for microbial activity. So if you sprayed fish fertilizer on and then took a CO2 burst test, you would almost guaranteed see a big increase in CO2 bursts because those microbes are going to go, what in the world is this? And they're going to start breaking down that organic form of nutrients and making it available to the plants. Um, obviously, it is a natural substance. We add the humic acid in there to make sure that all of those things are more stable. You get additional um, water retention. You get additional stimulating plant growth. So then the question is, well, how do you use it? Well, most people, I would say, are going to use it like you and I have used it in the past, which is um, whether it's spraying their, their front lawn to a food plot, to an orchard, they're most likely going to be doing it um, or to their garden too, is uh, as a foliar application, which is... And uh, I don't know if we mentioned this yet. It's a liquid product. It's our first liquid product sold in, in one gallon jugs. Yeah, I'm, I'm really happy you mentioned that. So this is in one gallon jugs. It is a liquid. So you're going to use a couple ounces per gallon of water. So if you're spot spray in your garden, um, you know, I, I did some tests where I was spraying a row, uh, gosh, probably every, at least every week, if not up to two times a week, foliar applications. Um, and with really good results, right? So uh, good growth, good color of the leaves, good fruit texture, dense, you know, the density of the fruit. You know, sometimes with like tomatoes, for instance, guys will say like, oh, I pick it, but it's kind of soft, you know, and it's a lot of times it's, it's uh, not well-balanced calcium getting uptaken or not enough calcium. You get bottom end root rot and all these other things. Well, you know, I was getting really dense fruit. The fruit was looked good. It wasn't cracking, um, et cetera. Good root structure of the plants when I terminated them and pulled up the roots to take a look at. So I was really happy with that and was doing it fairly often. Obviously, a larger scale, like an acre or two acres or your yard, you're probably not going to be doing it, um, you know, twice a week. So you can bump up, maybe do, you know, four ounces per gallon, um, say 12 ounce, 12 gallons to an acre. Uh, so that's one application. That's a foliar application. Since this is pretty broad across all foliars, it's like you normally don't want to do it in the middle of the day, uh, middle of the heat. You know, the stomata, fancy name, just think of how the leaves take in energy, take in nutrients. They close up. Um, they're trying to trying to reduce evaporation of water and things. So they close up in the middle of the day, early morning with the dew on. They have wide open. They're trying to absorb all of those that dew and moisture and things like that. Um, so again, when, when it comes to these type of things, it's easier to do or better to do early in the morning, um, later in the evening. That's kind of the best time um, to do it. Uh, guys are going to always ask, well, can I mix it with, can I mix an herbicide or something like that? Um, you probably can. Uh, I, I, I think it would probably increase absorption of the herbicide. Uh, there's Nicole Masters is a current, is a book I'm currently reading. And, uh, she does a really good job of talking about, uh, kind of where standard agronomy meets regenerative agriculture and, and kind of that conversion over. Um, and one of the things she always recommends when using an herbicide is, is adding a humic element to it. Um, but like anything, guys, do a jar test before you do it. Uh, make sure it doesn't coagulate. You know, don't pour it in your sprayer, then leave for two days and come back. Like things do happen, right? Chemistry is going to react in that tank. Biology is going to react in that tank. Um, so do a jar test on that. Some of the other ways in which you can use this that I just want to want to bring to light is uh, you you absolutely could also be doing a a soil drench is typically the kind of the term used and that would be just like spraying it um, at the time of planting. So you've gone through, you've broadcasted, you've terminated your crop, and it's not growing yet, but you're not going to be at your property or your farm or um, you're going out of town, whatever it is. 
for a couple of weeks. You're like, oh, I got this. I want to get it on there. Um, you know, the nutrients aren't going to go anywhere. That humix is going to further help. It's already organic. So um, the night, the, the level of nitrate is very low. So it's not going to like, it's not like it's nitrate that's going to leach out right away. Um, and you're going to have immediate volatilization, but adding that humix is further going to help to extend the life of that, of that product in the soil profile. So spraying it right on after planting um, is, is also another option because of the microbial stimulation. You also can spray it on right after planting because it's going to help with thatch recycling. Um, you're jump-starting those microbes, right? You're giving them a little bit of a shot of N. You have that humix on there. So it's going to help also not only with the nutrients that are directly into the plant, but also that microbial stimulation that's going to have more nutrients solubilized. So now you have those young seedlings that are growing and this fresh pool of nutrients for both the bacteria or good biology in the soil, as well as those young seedlings. So that's another option um, as to how it can be used. And uh, like always, guys, you know, um, like I said, do a jar test before going out and uh, mixing a whole bunch of different things into one tank, um, you know, but uh, that would be my recommendation. Now, here's a question. Can any of these products we're talking about be put on too much to where it damages the plant itself? It's a good question. Um, like synthetic fertilizers, you put too much nitrogen on, yeah, burn something burn, up. You can right? burn, burn the plant. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you could. Like, I'm sure, because one of the things that I think you could even do with the fish fertilizer, if you diluted it properly, would even be to do like a root soak. So if nice. you're, let's say you're planting apple trees, if yeah. you diluted it, say two ounces to a gallon and really mixed it up well and diluted it well, you could soak a tree in there for a little bit or pour it right into the hole and plant that tree. Um, but I haven't done enough testing to feel really, really confident on that yet. I know it's very popular um, in doing root soak, especially when transplanting like tomatoes and stuff like that. Um, but more is almost always not better, um, especially with our products and our system. We're really trying to stimulate biology and get biology to do the work. So when you're using a fish fertilizer like this, this is in a lot of cases, a guy or a girl contacted us. They have low fertility in the soil. They haven't been in the system for a long time. Um, or like a situation like mine, I've been in the system a long time. I can grow great fields, but the deer densities have gone up so much. And even with increasing the planting damn near 40 acres a year, we're still having a lot of biomass removed from the field. So I just want to use a little bit of fertility to jump to continue to jumpstart biology and also give those plants a little bit of a boost to try to get out ahead of the deer, right? That's kind of the same idea. So um, we don't want to go crazy and be putting it on. I'm sure somebody will try it and they'll say, yeah, I poured the whole gallon into a, a potted plant that did fine, you know, and, and you probably could because you're not getting that, um, you know, the nitrate has to be converted by biology or excuse me, the nitrogen has to be converted by biology into nitrate. Um, you know, and nitrate is typically what's, what's or ammonium is typically what's going to be causing that burn impact on, on a plant leaf or plant. Um, the seed feed, I will tell people, I made a mistake last year um, where I was doing a little bit of testing. I was transplanting some tomatoes and I just wanted to see, well, what if I took some seed feed and put it right into the transplant hole and then, you know, buried it and some of the tomatoes did have shock. Now, was it just shock from transplant or was it shock from having that nutrient there, um, you know, from going from no nutrients to, to um, having some? Uh, so I will say that on that, that product is really made to be on the seed 
allow that seed to get germinated, allow that product to be solubilized and, so, and then let that seed go find it. Don't put it directly onto a young seedling. Um, that's not how it's meant meant to be. Um, so those would be my two, um, two tips on that is follow the label instructions. And if you do want to test it out, um, do a small area, you know, I will, I would say, you know, don't, don't spray your best food plot at a full rate of 25 gallons of nothing but fish fertilizer just to see, you know, I, I would definitely go, go small and see how your results are. Well said, well said. I just figured we should cover some of that. Probably some questions that people might have on some of these products. So, um, guys, again, everything we just covered four different products, there, all available at vitalsc.com. Currently we know it's only January, <clears throat> but we are thinking about this stuff year round. Um, the development, the time, the testing that goes into this stuff takes a lot of time. So when we finally have something ready, we're pretty excited about it and ready to share it with everybody else. Um, Al, pretty much the last thing that I really wanted to cover was dealers. You know, we're looking for more dealers always, but we got a couple of new ones recently. Yeah. So we got a couple. Um, well, we have one that we believe may be in Michigan. Um, we're, we're trying to finalize those details. We got a new gentleman, Eric Mansfield in uh, northern Pennsylvania. So I know we got a lot of guys in that southern tier or New York, excuse me, yep. northern Pennsylvania. Um, and he just got added. He's going to be coming on board with us. So we're really excited about Eric. Super nice guy. His uh, son, he just sent me a picture yesterday. He's, he's, I believe his nine-year-old son shot a nice buck. So that was really awesome. Um, really, really nice guy. Going to be a dealer for us in that northern Pennsylvania, uh, southern tier of New York. It's like north central PA. So um, just for, for the listeners, I, I don't know if that's like Potter County. I'm not 100% sure on the county area, but somewhere over there, maybe northeast central um, general area. Uh, so check our website. We have the dealer tab there. We have another gentleman um, who's actually was a customer. He loves our product so much. He's really thinking about becoming a dealer for us. Super, super, super nice guy. That might not be the fall due to some um, personal commitments he has potentially, um, but that would be in uh, uh, New Jersey. I'm not 100% sure we're within the state there, but uh, having some deal over in, the, in that part. And obviously, we're always looking for additional dealers uh, to come on board. Um, one thing I did forget to mention that I'm going to just backtrack for one second um, is soil testing. <clears throat> guys, this time of year, obviously, most guys, if you are if you have a foot of snow on the ground, you're not going to be soil testing. Um, but this is a good time of year to start thinking about soil testing. I can't tell you how many soil tests I look at. I, I've been saying I look at a thousand a year for the last three years almost. So I'm sure it's more than that. Um, and I can't tell you how many I, I look at. And unfortunately, I go, there's just not enough here. I can try um, but it just, I don't want to guess. We use Ward Labs. There's a lot of good labs out there, but please guys, make sure they're going to give you your pH. I like having the nitrate at six inches, give you your micros, your macros, your base saturations, and your CEC. If you get that, um, obviously if they give you recommendations for fertilizer and stuff, that's all cherry on top. But if you get those numbers, Ward calls it their S4 conventional. We also offer the soil health assessment through them, which is more on the biological side, plus all of that information. But please, 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 guys, if you're getting a soil test, make sure you're getting those key metrics because it's going to help whether it's us or somebody else is, is that is helping you. It's going to help them give you the best advice so you cut out that learning curve and you start working on soil chemical structure so then your biology can take over. It's really, really critical. And, and you're going to be happy you spent, I think it's $22 on a soil test that gives you the full picture. Um, so please keep that in mind. Well said, buddy. Well said. I know that uh, soil testing is always something that's kind of overlooked. We really do want our customers to be doing that. We don't want you to spend money where you don't need to be spending money. Um, same with us personally. We don't try to do that as well. And then also, you know, besides the, the new dealer part, 
always looking for more dealers. We have a few other products, guys, that we're excited about that we're not ready to launch just yet. But before fall gets here, there will be, uh, I can think of at least three, maybe four new products, Al, that uh, should be ready by fall here at Vitalize Seeds. So. Absolutely. And, and just to end on this note is, guys, when we started this company, one of the things that I know we took to heart is... Um, and correct me if, if I'm wrong on this, Jay, but I, I think is priding ourselves on we have a really strong foundation, foundational base and understanding, but nobody knows it all. And we have surrounded ourselves, although they might not be on this podcast and they might not be on the website, with some of the best agronomists and soil scientists that we can possibly know and reach out to and that will give us time to answer questions. So if you send us an email and we don't know, we're not going to make something up. Whether you know I sit down and try to research that answer, or if I go to one of the two or three different agronomists and soil scientists that we work with on a weekly, if not daily basis, that's how we're going to you know drive getting better products to you guys, better information to you guys, better content out there so you can learn whether you're using our products or not. Obviously, we, we hope that you like the information enough to, to support us. But that's really, really something that I want to drive home is when it, whether it's it's fish fertilizer with humix or a, a seed inoculant or something like that. These aren't things that we're just, hey, yeah, let's see if this is what we're testing these things, we're tissue testing, we're soil testing, we're drawing correlations. And then on top of all of that, we're having soil scientists and agronomists review the thought process behind even testing the product and also the results thereafter and saying, hey, what are your thoughts on this? What, what do you think we could you know, do better to stimulate biology? You know, Here's our whole idea. And uh, I just want to keep driving that home, guys, because if there are things that we're missing or you wish, hey, I wish they could do this differently or if they could bring this up, you can't do everything as a small business um, in year one or year two or year three, but you certainly can make steps in the right direction. And uh, I just want to say, we know you have a lot of options out there. Thank you guys. And if we can make anything better for you, answer any questions, please reach out because it really means a lot. And if we don't know, we sure as heck will get you the answer. Well said, Albert. Well said. And thank you very much again, uh, guys. We're here to, to educate both on Habitat Podcast and at Vitalize Seed. So that's what we do. And uh, anything you want to hear more from us, feel free to reach out. Uh, website, vitalizedseed.com, habitatpodcast.com. We are here to help uh, get you guys in the best shape in terms of your food plots and soil coming here in 2024. So thanks again, Albert. Take care, buddy. Thank you very much for listening to the Habitat Podcast. Guys, we will be back with another great episode next week. I just want to say once again, how grateful we are for the listenership we have and the, the loyal listeners you guys have been and supporters of the podcast. For those of you who want to support further, we have free decals being sent out to those who leave us great reviews. Scroll down, hit the link to leave a great review, and then email me info at habitatpodcast.com. I'll get you a free five-inch decal in the mail right away. Guys, I want to thank our sponsors. Vitalize Seed Company at vitalizeseed.com. Exodus Outdoor Gear, Packer Max Cultipackers, Morse Nursery, Acres.com, Downburst Cedars, First Light, United Country Midwest Lifestyle Properties. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in once again. Get back with us soon. We're going to have another great episode for you as we become better habitat managers.